Well, welcome to Author Spotlight. Um, basically, Author Spotlight is a series where I am interviewing different self-published authors and um, finding more about them as well as their books. And so, can you just introduce yourself, tell us your name, um, and what you do outside of writing? Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Ken Harris. Um, I'm, I'm an author. Um, I've written a couple of children books, and I'm excited for my uh, first uh, book for adults. It's a horror suspense book that's due out on October 21st on Amazon called Night Terror. Um, and I'm an author. I like what I do. I'm a storyteller. And my full-time job during the day, I'm actually, I work for an agency, a non-profit agency called Head Start. I'm a teacher assistant, bus monitor, uh, do bus deliveries, all that kind of stuff to make sure that the kids uh, have a smile on their faces during the school day. And I also freelance. I'm also a, a writer for a community news magazine in uh, Springfield, Massachusetts, where I am located. And I'm pretty much active. I work for Hoya Community College part-time as a greeter. I get to know a lot of professors, so I have a lot of access to learning about uh, people's preferences regards to books. So mm -hmm. it's great. It's a learning process. Yeah. Oh, wow. Sounds like you wear many hats. <laughs> Like you said, you're, you're pretty involved, which is, hey, that is awesome. And so I, I want to talk about your book that's come, getting ready to come out. But first, I want to ask you about your experience with children's books. Um, what inspired you to kind of write in that field? Wow, that is very interesting. That goes back since I was probably five or six years old. We all have like relatives, like cousins, and mm -hmm. during the summertime, I can remember during the summertime when school was out, me and several other cousins, we had, you know, we had our grandmother's house, and we sit on the porch, and we talking about stories. We're just coming up with stories about the boogeyman. We're coming up with stories about mm -hmm. if we were a superhero, what kind of powers we had. So we were, you know, I, I see us as natural-born storytellers, that we all had a story to tell her about what if. So I had one story that was sitting in my... Uh, I was in my compartment in my mm -hmm. brain collecting dust called Jet Set Jeff, a superhero, and I always thought of this kid with a defective gadget who always go about protecting his mom and dad because if you look at uh, superheroes, mm -hmm. you know, Superman lost his parents, Spider-Man lost his parents, mm -hmm. and as a kid, I always wondered, I remember I talked to my father about that, I said, Dad, why is it that we always have superheroes whose parents have died? Can we have a kid my age who's always protecting his mom and dad who's always passive and prone. Mm -hmm. I remember my father looked at me saying, you're very funny, you know that. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, I, I, I actually was thinking that like maybe one day somebody will come up with a story like that. Mm -hmm. And me being a, a reader of comic books and graphic novels and you know, obviously cartoons, and I just kept an eye out for something like that, and I've never seen it, and then mm -hmm. as soon as I, I got to a certain point in my age, I think like, well, why not, you know, we live in a uh, world where it's easy to become a self-publisher, mm -hmm. so why not just try to get that story out there that's just been collecting dust in my compartment upstairs, mm -hmm. so I did that, just as that is a, a wonderful story about a, a child who's defective gadgets who never worked as intended. But he always gets the job done. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it always shows that, you know, in life we have obstacles, but we get through those obstacles in the most unpredictable manner. And I'm mm-hmm. so blessed to have my brother Aaron Harris, who provided the illustrations for the book. Oh. And he is such a great artist. And if I encourage anyone to go on Amazon and take a look at Jeff Set Jeff, the science defender, and just look at the sample pages. Wonderful illustrations, great story, and it will make you laugh. Oh, wow. Oh, how exciting. That's good. I'm going to have to check that one out. It sounds like an awesome book. I can't, I can't wait. And so now tell me about this, this new one that's coming out, you said, on the 21st of this month? Yes, this is called uh, The Night Terror. Uh, it's a combination of uh, my, my likings of uh, Friday the 13th, Halloween, Freddy mm-hmm. Krueger, and I combine it into one. And, of course, this is an idea I had when I was a kid. I always imagined a story about a sleepwalker. Mm-hmm. But I had classmates who I remember parents talking about that had sleepwalking issues. Mm-hmm. So I had this thought early on, what if there's a sleepwalker who does some naughty things? Yeah. So over the years, I came up with an idea. I said, well, why not do a story about a sleepwalker, about a guy who's, uh, when he's not sleeping, he's an innocent, he's a gentle giant. And he's innocent. He wouldn't he wouldn't hurt a fly. But then when he sleeps, he has a tendency to do bad things. But in this book, uh, he's plagued with this condition as a sleepwalker when he's actually uh, having trouble sleeping. And he seeks out a doctor to help him sleep. Mm-hmm. But this doctor is a shady doctor because he's involved in uh, a medical billing scheme. So what he does is he uses his patient as an experiment to eliminate uh, potential whistleblowers to his uh, medical operation. Hmm. And what became of that is a sleepwalker, an immortal sleepwalker, who just won't stop doing the most unpredictable things. Hmm. And I had a uh, fellow writer friend ask me, what is so interesting about this character? Why would somebody want to pick up a book and read this book? Mm -hmm. I said, well, the thing is that What's interesting about the night terror is he's very unpredictable. You have Freddy Krueger with his claws. You have the vampire with his teeth. You have mm-hmm. the werewolf who has his claws and his teeth. The night terror is very unpredictable. He could use his bare hands. Oh, wow. <laughs> he could use a car. He could use a knife. Uh, the protagonist, Christopher Gray, he can actually sleep through the night without having a night terror symptom. But then all of a sudden he may have a night terror symptom. And he might do harm to anyone. He may walk past the street. He might walk past you, but he might have a specific target in mind. So he's very unpredictable. Mm. So I found that kind of, uh, I found that that, that that concept very appealing, something yeah. that's kind of different. So I said, this is a, this, a great opportunity to get this idea out there without showing that, you know, we see a lot of remakes and a mm-hmm. lot of uh, new werewolf movies, new vampire. But this is a different type of horror yeah. uh, story. And I'm pretty sure that the audience is going to enjoy it because it has a twist that no one will predict. And each chapter has an illustration by my brother, the great Aaron Harris. So oh, wow. I, I'm looking forward to that next week, yes. Oh, wow, how exciting. Available as an ebook and paperback. Okay, ebook and paperback. Oh, wow, that's that's really exciting. Just listening to you talk about it, I was like, oh my gosh. I felt like I was like 
almost, in my mind, I was like watching a TV show on like sci-fi channel or something, listening to, you know how they do like the previews sometimes of new shows. That's what I felt like just a moment ago. I was like, wow, okay. Well, you know, you're exactly right because it's the, actually the first book of a series. Hmm. Uh, so, you know, this book is the first of a series and I have like, 10 ideas in my head that's been sitting around since childhood. So I have 10 more books to go with this. Oh, wow. <laughs> to see how it will play out. Yeah. Oh, wow. So so would you say that's kind of your toughest challenge then? As, I mean, in, in becoming an author is like getting all these ideas out of your head and onto paper? Or, or what is it? What's your toughest challenge? I think the toughest challenge is as you grow and mature, you share your your thoughts and your ideas with those closest to you. Mm. And sometimes those closest to you may be relatives, uh, close friends, co-workers you trust, and they may sort of like look at you and say, mm, you're not really a writer. You're not going to be able to do this. You're not going to be able to sell that. You know, to them, they have there's this stigma about being a self-published author, like you're not successful. Mm. But in this day and age, in the 21st century, that's just not true anymore. Mm. Uh, for example, the author of a series called Rule, he was an independent uh, self-publisher. His name escapes me. He was very successful. Mm. And I'm pretty sure that a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, people who work in the entertainment business, like movies, I'm pretty sure they're scaling Amazon, especially for ideals on television shows and mm -hmm. Something, something that's totally different than what we've seen before. But I think the worst, uh, the worst, I mean, I, the greatest challenge presented is when you have those in your inner circle who sort of like just look at what you're doing, but they don't think much about it until actually, you know, you start getting some sort of uh, feedback on mm -hmm. Amazon with reviews and you share that. And then you may have them come on Facebook and say, oh, that's so great. I know you can do it. I mm -hmm. know you can do it. But the greatest challenge is uh, you just have to overlook all that. You have to believe in yourself as a writer. You must tell yourself, I have a story that's unique. I have a story that's worth telling. Yeah. And regardless if there's a similar story out there, I believe I'm the right one to tell this story. So it's more of an um, internal struggle. So I believe mm -hmm. a lot of writers will have to uh, really have to focus on what they have to do Mm -hmm. And then do what they proud. Write what you write. write. Write what you enjoy doing. Don't try to mimic what someone else wants you to do. Mm -hmm. So for me personally, that's the great. That's the, that's been a challenge. Okay. But, you know, we all have that, and we overcome it because we are writers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. And so I was thinking just about something that you just said. Um, darn. What were you? What were you just saying? Hmm. And I, I can't think of it now, but, um, so many things I said, I know it was all good. I'm like, Oh gosh, I want, I, I want you to talk more about it. Just about, I guess, uh, well, well, it's, it, you know, like in your inner circle, like I remember when I was in college, I had a professor in English, comp, English, uh, one-on-one. She looked at me, she had me write a, uh, she write, she had me write a summary of, uh, Emily Dickinson's short story, I believe. Okay. I, and, and she didn't like the way I presented it. She told me, you'll never be a writer. I couldn't believe she told me that. Oh, Here wow. I was, you know, she told me, you'll never be a writer. You don't have what it takes. So I took that as a, uh, I remember I told my father that, and my father's like, 
you know you're a good writer. My father told me in the seventh grade, you were told to write a report about Jackie Robinson. Mm-hmm. You came to me, you're upset, you're almost in tears, you're saying, I never wrote it. And, and my father said to me, I encourage you because I told you I know what you can do. Mm-hmm. You put your mind to it and I can do it, you can do it. So I wrote this report with my father's help, of course. <laughs> and that's yeah. the first time I got an A plus in every, anything. Oh, wow. Jackie Robinson. Yeah, and then when I tell my father what the college professor told me, my father's like, you know what, you're going to overcome that. Just yeah. watch. Yeah. And that same year, I happened to see a, a black essay contest uh, for everyone. Uh, write an essay. It's a competition, and who can, you know, who can write the best essay. And I wrote an, I wrote an essay about the history of uh, African Americans and motion picture industry. Mm. And I won first prize. Oh, I wow. won first prize. Yeah, I couldn't. Believe, and I could, my father told me, "I couldn't see what I mean. Yeah. You just have to believe in yourself. This oh, is wow. all part of the process. You're going to have people tell you you can't do it, mm-hmm. but the only person who can stop you from doing it is you. Right. So, right. Okay. The same thing happened. Yeah. And I mean, after that, I stumbled upon the Urban Media Makers Film Festival in Atlanta, uh, 2008, and I was told by coworkers. Uh, 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 that no, you're not going to be able to write a screenplay. You're from Massachusetts. You coming down here, you think you can write a screenplay and win something? Mm-hmm. I wrote my first screenplay. It was a short called Sinister Choices, and I won third prize oh, wow. the entire film festival. Yeah, I won third prize. My screenplay won third prize. So, and then I took a little hiatus. It's all about, um, it's really all about believing yourself yeah. and just uh, weathering the storm. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Congratulations to you. Definitely overcoming some obstacles. I I actually remember now what I was going to say. So we were talking, you were talking about how, you know, one of the things that uh, people, maybe outside people or even just maybe yourself might tell yourself, you know, there's already stories out there like the one that you want to write. And I think that that stops people from sharing their story because they feel like there's already uh stories out there like that i mean what are your thoughts on that well it's very important that as a writer i feel the responsibility that to to attain good read to attain a loyal readership you need to go on those sites like goodread uh amazon look at what the reviews are saying within the specific uh, category that you're interested in. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to write about romance, you're not gonna you're, you're not gonna sit there and think, okay, I'm gonna write this because I have a passion for it. And I'm gonna write what I want. I, I think it will, because you there might be something out there that's similar. But if you're looking at the, the reviews on what reviews are saying about these books, you mm-hmm. have an idea of how you can make your book better. Mm. It's, it's it's like a fresh insight. So mm-hmm. I think that any writer who who writes in a specific gene, uh, genre, mm-hmm. whether it's fiction or nonfiction, it would best serve that writer to do some homework within that category or subcategory. Like if you look at African American uh, category, there's mm-hmm. subcategories. There's mm-hmm. romance. There's historical fiction. There's science fiction, suspense, mystery, mm-hmm. all that. So I, I spent a lot of time on there. Because I, I want to learn, and I'm so dedicated to uh, learning what the readers have to say. Yeah. I mean, there might be something out there like, wait a minute, this is similar to my book, but, oh, this writer has it all wrong. 
oh, I would have never done that, or I'm glad I read about that. Now I know not to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> for example, I, I've come across a lot of reviews on Amazon where uh, where you may have several stories within a novel, and when a lot of readers don't like it when there's so many different narratives from different, so many different point of views. Mm -hmm. So many, they call it talking heads. Jumping okay. from one point of view to the next. Yeah. yeah. So you're like, who's the, pro who's the protagonist? Who, who, who should we be concerned about? Right. You know, and, and what did the protagonist get out of this story? What is the uh, concept? What is the theme? What is the internal struggle? Mm -hmm. What is going to be accomplished by the end of the story? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think that uh, what I get off from that is that the audience or the readers, they want to see, they want to develop a relationship with that character. You got to keep them in touch with that character. That character has to grow. That character has to have flaws. That character must have something that the readers can connect with. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's part of the process because in reality, none of us is perfect. So in our stories, <laughs> if our characters were perfect, I'm pretty sure many of the characters wouldn't, there wouldn't be no story at all yeah. if these characters were perfect. So, mm -hmm. um, I try to keep that in mind. I try to think about what the readers are saying. What are they doing? Yeah. What are they up to? So Amazon and Goodreads are a good source for finding out what, how our readers are feeling about hmm. specific uh, genres. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that's, wow, that's some excellent advice. Um, if you're listening to this interview, I hope you have your pen and paper out. Uh, Ken just gave you a whole lesson right there on how to write on how to write an excellent story. Do your homework. I I couldn't agree more. And so, okay, then I I guess I want to know then like how do you like find time to write and you know do your nine to five and you know some of the other things that you are doing. How do you uh, balance it all? Wow, that is an excellent question. Uh, with my, I look at my job. I work, um, I work seven hours at my full-time job, and then I go to another job. I'm working three hours. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Every, all of us work different hours, different times. So the way mm -hmm. I look at it is I need a set aside a segment for writing. I also need a set aside for uh, promotion. Promotion means going on promotion, you know, book promotion websites, research and find out what websites are offering promotions, mm -hmm. if they're free or not. If it was in my budget. Another segment is put away from uh, marketing. Marketing is long-term. Marketing is something you do day in and day out mm -hmm. regardless. The promotions come and go. Promotions are short-term. Marketing is long-term. So with my schedule, I, I'm, I'm very fortunate where I, my, my, I work two hours here, then I go home. I have two hours at home. Then I go back to the same work job, and I work two hours there because – I'm working with kids, I'm getting them on the bus, and then they're in the classroom, I'm there in a little, I'm in the classroom a little bit, then I go home for a few hours, and I come mm -hmm. back, so I have, I have three segments, I call it, two hours, three two-hour segments where I can come home, I can write mm -hmm. for two hours here, then I go to work, and then I come back, and then I have two hours to do my promotion, and then come home, and I do <laughs> Go to work, come home, and then I'm doing marketing for two hours. Oh wow! So I set, yeah. So I do that. I have I have like a system in place where I'm doing that, and I just started doing that uh, four or five months ago. Okay. And I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of improvement in my writing. Um, uh, my write because I used to write very little. Mm. I used to write like 
I probably write 500 words a week I did before, but now with this uh, system I have in place, I'm probably putting in about uh, about 2,000 words a day now with my oh, writing. Wow. I, I know I can do more. Yeah. <laughs> I know I can do more, but I'm, I'm actually, I got that, I got that down. So I would encourage any writer, any author out there, try to put, have a system in place for writing, yeah. but also have a place in for marketing and promotion. Mm. Uh, try to find out what your marketing goals are, what are your promotion goals, who, who are your audience, Mm-hmm. Based on your categories, what you're focused on. Uh, Facebook is okay. I mean, you can post on Facebook, but I'll be honest with you. Uh, a lot of my family and friends, unless I'm talking about something controversial, something going on in the news, they don't want to hear about my writing. They mm-hmm. don't want to hear. <laughs> they don't want to hear my writing because the thing is, um, there's so much going on in the world that friends and family, they're so attuned to what's going on outside. But writers are there because we take, we, we take, uh, we take a story, we take a creative idea, we take the uh, take them out of reality for a moment. We entertain them. Mm-hmm. And some of these books become movies. And people go to the movies because they want a little respite from the outside world. They go to mm-hmm. the movies to be entertained. So as writers, I, I see us in a very unique position, uh, just as uh, movie makers are. We're taking, we're taking something that's so precious, our ideals, and we're bringing our audience into this world where they can be, they can laugh, cry, uh, mm-hmm. or whatever for whether they're reading a book or in a movie for two hours. So um, I would tell every writer that, yeah, you have an important job. Don't feel mm-hmm. just because you're a self-published writer that, you know, you're not important. You have a lot to contribute. You have yeah. an idea that never uh, shared before. Mm-hmm. Get that out there because we're, we're all unique in some way and the writings are still unique. So Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I... I agree. You're hitting it right on, right on the head. Um, so then, I mean, you sound like such a positive person, and I'm sure uh, maybe you're just like uh, the rest of us. But has there ever been any moments where, like, you wanted to quit, and then if so, how did you handle it? I never want. I, I feel like I've never wanted to quit throughout my whole life. I would just procrastinate. Okay. Well, you could call that. You could call that quitting because you'll start. A, you'll start a, a manuscript. A manuscript, and then you will stop working on it for some time. Mm-hmm. So that is technically quitting. Yeah. Um, but it's it's believing yourself. I have seen some ideals like in the past years ago, maybe when I was a teenager, where I, I'm writing something. I'm like, I'm going to write a book, and then I see something that's out there like Stephen King, Cujo, and I'm like, wait a minute. Hmm. I want, you know, I know he did this book before me, but if he wasn't around, I still would have had that idea. I had this idea because my dog liked to bite me when I dropped the chicken and we'd be fighting. <laughs> I, I want to write a, a movie about a dog who likes to bite and attack his owners mm-hmm. over a chicken. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> you know, I, I would have no thoughts like that. So I said, oh, no. Stephen King, he did Cujo. I heard he did Cujo. Okay, yeah. all right, I can't do that. But, uh,
which is huge. There's a lot of things going on at the library. We have author book fairs. Mm. And what's interesting is I network. I get to know these authors. I'm writing about them. They, I feature them in the paper, lends mm-hmm. to their books. Uh, they talk to me. They'll share links. They'll give me some advice. And, at, and, and also with these articles, uh, I can actually put a, uh, a link to my website at the end of my articles. So anyone reading the articles will just click, and they're all of a sudden they're on my, my website, and they can learn a, learn a lot about me. I, I've had people in the streets of Springfield stop me and say, hey, 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 I just like your article, and I, I clicked on your website, and I subscribed to your website. Oh, wow. Like, wow. <laughs> so if you get a website going, and you and people are clicking on, if they subscribe, then you, you have a potential readership because it's, you have subscribers on your website. Mm-hmm. It, it gives you a good, it's a feeling of uh, accomplishment. Yeah. So I've had some times when I felt down and then I've had someone tell me, oh, I saw your article in the newspaper. Great, mm-hmm. wonderful article. I just subscribed to your website. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, so if, 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 if any of you... Look, look at your local newspapers, look at the small, even the small newspapers in your community. I say writers out there, volunteer with, if you have to write an article once a month, do it. I mean, write about something you're passionate about. Go, find out what's going on in the local libraries. Cover, try to encourage others to take advantage of the local libraries. Mm. Because we do, I'm pretty sure that's what most of us want the kids to do, to go to the library. And, mm-hmm. and you know, it's just a wonderful place to be. To, mm-hmm. you know, pick out a book if you're choosing, to participate in author book fair, to learn how to write, yeah. writing classes. So our, you never know what's out there. So, yeah, definitely take advantage of the free resources that's out there in your community. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's excellent advice. I'm always, you know, telling people, hey, get local, get local. Yes, it's important, you know, to market yeah. on social media but what about the people that live right across the street from you do they know that you you know are even out there and if not how can you make yourself known and so i definitely agree to you know uh, reach reach out to your neighborhood just as much maybe if not even more than you than you do on social media and so well, go ahead yeah Exactly. One trick I learned was there's a website called nextdoor.com. It's, you know, it's located in all states. It's basically mm-hmm. concerns in a community. They, you log on and you can become, you know, everyone in your neighborhood can see what you're talking about or your concerns. So I joined, I, w- I received an invitation from a neighbor to sign up for nextdoor.com. So I mm-hmm. signed up for nextdoor.com and I'll, I have access without any restrictions, I have access to share anything I want on nextdoor.com, whether it's selling stuff because they allow it, whether it's sharing a link to my article in the newspaper. And I've gotten some sales based on that. I put my link down. I put down that I've written an article about this. People remember me. They comment. They said, oh, let me check out the website. The next thing you know, they're buying my book. (laughs) You know, it's like you're networking. So I recommend at least check out nextdoor.com. It's in every city. It's free, totally free. You can you can list. It's sort of like Facebook. You can list. You can use it. It's like your. It's like Facebook. You're not trying to get friends. They're already your friends once you sign up. Mm. There's people in your surrounding neighborhood, and you can talk about anything. And this, I feel that that's a perfect. That's a good start platform for writers who you know 
are very limited in their funds at first. Mm-hmm. But you get to know the people in your community, and you get to tell them you're a writer, and you get to tell them your ideals. And yeah. They're, you're going to get some feedback from somebody. Yeah. <laughs> somebody, yeah. Oh, wow. So. Wow, I didn't even know about that. I'm going to have to check that out as soon as we get off the phone. <laughs> so. Oh, it is. and then I will let you go. Is there anything else? I mean, you've given us so much wisdom and knowledge, but is there anything else that you would want to share or offer to the community? Uh, as a writer, just remember one thing. As you're starting out, it's better to give than to receive. The more you give, that the more you give, it's going to come back. Mm-hmm. You volunteer, you get to know uh you can cover other. I have no issue with covering other writers or sharing their books on my website that's offered for free because a lot of writers offer free promotional every week. Mm-hmm. So I have no, you know, I have, you know, I, I write about horror and there's, you know, I don't mind sharing books about novel, uh, romance, historical fiction, even even horror because mm-hmm. we're all in this together. Yeah. I really feel that we're all in this together. We all have a unique story. So, um, I would tell everyone, uh, just get involved in your community, get involved in helping each other, support each other, and uh, at the end of that tunnel, there's going to be a beautiful light, and that light is going to be bright and shining, and there'll be no turning back, because you're going to look back and say, it was all worth it. All that giving, all that love, all that support to everybody else in the community, now it's coming back. So... um, there's no telling when. Just be persistent. Keep, just keep going and going, and just believe in yourself. And there's, you're gonna reap rewards. I totally believe.